the sip occurrence. Quick shot, left side. There's Malachi Coy. First guy misses. Second guy misses. Across the 50, flag in the play. He's free. Bye-bye. Malachi Coy up to the races as they set for the break. 94 yards and a cloud of dust for Western Kentucky. State, a team that won 12 games a year ago, got the Mountain West Championship game. Season a conference opener, but it's Genty who slips a tackle, runs upfield, Ashton Genty, touchdown! We'll punt first down to 10, looking for that end zone, he's got Harvey, and that's a catch for a touchdown! Old Dominion breaks the ice, with 7.05 to go here in the fourth, it's Javon Harvey, holds in touchdown number two on the year. The G5 Hive. All G5, all the time. Welcome to episode 12 of the G5 Hive, where we aim to bring you all the honey from week 11 in G5 college football. And Luke is back. Welcome, Luke. I'm back. Glad to have you back, buddy. I'm glad to be back. I uh, had to do a little bit of traveling for work, so I was in uh, the Kenner Luling, Louisiana, which is kind of over by New Orleans, so went one night and checked out New Orleans, went and checked out uh, Baton Rouge, got to see that stadium. That was pretty pretty uh, breathtaking. Uh, you got to big. see Mike, right? And I got to see Mike the Tiger. He was very, very photogenic, Mike the Sixth, actually. Um, but, yeah, he was he, – he lives he lives like a king down there in, uh, in Baton Rouge. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a long – Long time, uh, or not a long time. I was down there for a week, but it was long, but I'm glad to be home. There's something that can be said for just sleeping in your own bed. And oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Cool, it, cool. it sounds like, you know, I want to give a shout-out to to Andrew for filling in again. He's two for two on uh, filling in for me. Um, so I, you know, appreciate uh, Andrew, you coming in and and filling the gap, uh, you know, all the weeks I've been been out. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. It's always good to have Andrew on, and you know, it's it's uh, not only is it hard to do a podcast solo, right? But I just feel like um, it's just a different energy when you have someone else to uh, kind of offer input and thoughts, and it's not, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, more, I did that more energy for me. Yeah, I definitely did that one solo um, when you were gone, and yeah, it, it's a little different. It's a little different when you're by yourself. It yes. is, I felt like me <laughs> regurgitating a lot of stats, so yeah, having a second person really helps bounce things off of. All right, well, we'll get started uh, with what the Swarm needs to, new, no, needs to know, our news <laughs> and notes. <laughs> um, I'll let you take this first one, because I know you put this first one in there. Yeah, so we got uh, an interesting quote. Um, I know we're in the playoffs with a lot of our, our matchups, so this show will be very similar to last week and, and how you and Andrew uh, did it. But Ryan Silverfield on Blake Watson. I'm done making excuses for the young man. He fumbles way too often at the goal line. Blake Watson's a phenomenal young man. I love him. <laughs> oh wow um it feels like you know he's still gonna get you know his run he's had a incredible season but maybe some of those goal line touches are are gonna go away and maybe those end up going to uh what's his name uh he he was big like two years ago uh, brandon I mean, thomas brandon thomas yeah yeah so maybe you know i mean brandon thomas this year has been kind of like a little bit of that goal line back where he kind of, you know, vultures a couple touchdowns. So I could see him maybe, you know, going, being that inside the 10 type guy. Yeah. I, I set Blake Watson in a lot of my matchups this past week and it, it cost me some and some because uh, I was more worried about the injury factor, right? Uh, he was injured the week before um, questionable, but he did play and he, and he produced, I want to say, like in my league, I feel like he had like a third. Is like you know, yeah, high it was 20, a thirty burger. maybe like like thirty, like yeah, thirty points. So um, it's kind of hard to set him on the bench. And like I understand um, Silverfield's point, 
but at the same time, um, you know, he is he is their best playmaker, right? And um, I don't know that they would have the same scoring opportunities if he wasn't there, right? If he, nope. if, he if they put him on the bench, they're not going to score the same like like they do um, with him. So it's kind of a double edged sword, I guess. And Seth Hennigan played. I know you guys have talked about like, hey, they're both hurt. I think uh, if I remember right on the podcast last week, you thought that Hennigan had a better shot at playing than Watson, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they, they both, both ended up playing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Seth Hennigan did pretty well. I think he threw for about like 330 and two, maybe had a pick, I think. I mean, but he did, you know, he did all right. Yeah, I mean, with uh... – Sometimes in the, in the playoffs, I, I will get – I tend to maybe be a little conservative. Um, and maybe it's too conservative, right? Because um, I don't want to take that zero. So I, I sat Black, Black Watson last week. Um, and well, you know I, what's better than a zero? In one league, for sure it cost me. Well, I know we're G5, but I, I played Rocket Sanders because I had two in one league. He got me negative 0. 0.7 points. I, I started him in one league as well, but it's, it was an ACC, SEC only league. So, like, you know, your options are fairly limited. So, I did go yeah. with them. Um, and But the thing was, is I started him and put uh, Ramon Davis on my bench because he was playing Alabama. And Davis actually oh. had, a you know, from a points perspective, fantasy points, he did pretty well. So, yeah, fortunately, right. it, it didn't cost me. It didn't cost me the game. But, uh yeah, the, the, the where, where I started, where I didn't start Watson, and it cost me. I also made some other uh, terrible decisions, like I um, I set Caden Salter for Darren Granger because I was like, hey, you know, the ODU defense kind of held Jordan McLeod in check. Maybe they can do the same against Caden Salter. Um, and yeah, that was uh, yeah. Again, I made more. I made multiple bad decisions, and I was uh, I think I was either the number one, number two seed in the league, top point scorer. And uh, went out in the first round, so that sucks. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it was it was an exciting weekend of coaching changes. Um, yes, I mean you got your Power Five coaching changes, but we're G five, so we got Andy uh, Avalos. He's out at Boise State. Um, somebody that I know who uh, who's very very close to the 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 program last year said that people were not a fan of Avalos and things were sing, things were starting last year so this like didn't start this year this was last year like all year um and then you know things start happening and now he's out um so yeah and we've speculated for like I know you and I have uh, me and Andrew have like that like they needed to do it um and um and i gotta say like it's probably like just in the nick of time possibly um i don't i mean it's kind of weird in the timing because you know you got the whole uh mountain west pac 12 thing uh just moments ago i saw on the twitter on the bird app the x whatever you want to call it gatlin bear like the highest recruit that they've ever gotten is uh probably gonna flip now to oregon so interesting because something. he's 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 already he's made it known he's going to go on a mission so yeah um, for two, like two I, years I, yeah i'm surprised like you know oregon would i mean i don't blame him right but I, I i figured like a g5 would be a little more lenient but you know more power to him the, the one the one rumor i've heard and I, I don't know if you've heard this luke is that the ad with avalos out that uh it might just keep eric McAllister in town uh, might that's, keep Ashton. Might keep Ashton Jainty in town. Uh, it, that's what it, I've heard. It might. Um, I'm hoping this summer to learn a little bit more. Um, I've got a a couple ties to the Boise State program that uh, people are very uh, cautious with saying much college information. Uh, you know, it's very much like, oh, we don't want this information to get out. And, and whatnot, and I would have a, a pretty good source, you know, within that that facility. Um, but, yeah, uh, we'll see if I can get any information from them. 
this this summer though. I'm not going to ask yeah. during the season. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, you know, and then Taylor Green's another one. I haven't heard like I, I assumed that Green was kind of gone, um, but I haven't heard like you know he's not one of the names or that I've heard that might stick around now with Avalos out. I guess it really depends like uh, the direction of the new coach, right? Um, Cause I mean, you gotta let Taylor green be Taylor green and do Taylor green things. And that's, and that's not be a pocket passer. Um, the other thing so. that's interesting though, is about the, this fire is, you know, what are you trying to do? Like get out ahead of it. Like what coaches are out there that you want to go get, like, I get it that Boise State hasn't been Boise State the last, you know, three years or so, but it's not like there's a, a name out there that I think they're jumping to get. Maybe it's just like, hey, we want you to know that we're open for business. I don't know. I, I don't think it was, it was, in my personal opinion, and I have no inside knowledge or anything other than just my gut feeling, I feel like this was a move to prevent a mutiny. That, that, I mean, that's what that's what it was about. I mean, based off what I heard about last year, that wouldn't be far off. That's just what my gut says. Is this was this was done to prevent a mass exodus or a mutiny, and um, so that's that's kind of why they did it now to try to get a to to show a good faith effort to the players to get out in front of it, right, and not just wait till the end of the year. Um, and so they have a couple weeks to try to 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 woo the players, if you will. I I would be, I would like to try to get to talk to a, a coach at some point on this podcast or like on or off air and really understand what it's like to be a coach going, th- a coach on the coaching staff who hasn't been let go that that is going through a head coaching fire, because at that point then you're in this like uh, you're in this job addition uh, um, audition right and you kind of figure out like, you know, if you've been doing your job or you haven't been doing your job, you kind of know like, Oh crap, I need to go search for a different job. But then like, what does that process look like in trying to keep your recruits in that, that class that you've built and, and things like that. I just, I mean, it seems like an interesting dynamic and you can speculate all you want, but until you live it, I don't really know what it's like, but it'd be, it'd be kind of interesting to talk to somebody who go, has gone through that. So I know at one point we, you know, we talked about, I think it was me and you, maybe, but maybe it was me and Andrew, but we talked about um, maybe Kirby Moore coming back for, for Boise. His salary is around, I think what I'm looking at right now says 850K in 23, 875 in 24, and 900K in 20, in uh, 2025. I'm not sure what Avalos is trying to look that up now salary was. Um, you said Kirby more, but you're talking about no, no I'm talking, about, talking about Kirby, the Missouri OC. Okay, because okay. I think, because I think, was it me and you that talked about it or me and Andrew? I don't remember. It was, it was you and Andrew. Um, because we, we, we decided that Kellen Moore was like his path has kind of surpassed yeah, he, Boise State. Yeah, so. he's, yeah, he's, he's going, he's trying to do NFL things. I don't know if he right, to right. Back. We kind of said like well, it'd be cool if one of the Moore brothers came back and we kind of said, well, Kellen's probably past the point of considering a Boise State type job. Um, so Avalos' salary was like one point six five mil. So yeah, it'd be a, it'd be almost a double. They could almost double um, Kirby's. Um, and also, like if they salary, if they get a if they do whatever that hybrid is or be a part of that Pac twelve, that could maybe get you a little bit more money. Uh, now I will say if they do get more than that 1.2, and, and I think me and Andrew talked about it. They, if they did bring in Kirby, that's probably not a sign for Taylor Green to stick around, right? Because he's probably not in the mold of Kirby's offenses. Yeah, probably not. But they would run the ball pretty well. They would run the ball, and, and McAllister would get you know McAllister could get fed like Luther Burden. Um, so yeah, I mean. I, I, I mean, maybe it's just too obvious, right? But it seems like he would be on the top of the list for Boise. And in other uh, head coaching news, uh, San Diego, yeah, San Diego State's head coach Brady Hoke 
uh, set to retire. Kind of sounds like he did them a solid where they kind of wanted him out and his contract was for a few more years, but they didn't, they're having kind of finance issues. So instead of, you know, making him do a payout and buyout and all that stuff, like, Hey, I'm just going to retire at the end of the year. So uh, he will, he will be out at the end of the year. Yeah. Be, uh, you know, at San Diego state was kind of in an interesting position um, in the off season, right? Where they were, they, they told Mountain West they were leaving because um, they thought they were going to pack 12 invite and then it never came. And then they asked to come back and yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The, the inter- interesting times out there for San Diego state. They haven't, um, I mean, they were, they were, they were pretty good. I'd say maybe like three years ago. And then it seems like the last two to three years, they've kind of really just. Yeah. Tapered off. there. Yeah. Tapered off quite a bit, quite a bit for sure. And then uh, we've got, a record of sorts, uh, Sam Pinckney, wide receiver from Coastal Carolina, sets an NCAA record for having a catch in 55 straight games. I didn't know that was something that was going on, but uh, I heard about that. Uh, I'm trying to remember where I heard that. Hmm, I can't, yeah, I don't remember where I heard it, um, but or read it from, but yeah, their NCAA record there. It, 55 I, I wonder. Games. I wonder if they start putting asterisks because um, clearly, like he's a fifth-year guy, right? Yeah, um, he's played. He's played five years because the COVID year. Because um, otherwise, I don't know how you get to fifty-five games without <laughs> without playing an extra season. Um, yeah. I mean, just trying to do well, the math, like but, you'd have to like though, play in the championship it's just like a game grad and the it's just two like playoff a grad transfer, though, right? Because if yeah, but a grad transfer doesn't get, at- doesn't get an extra year. They just get a free transfer. They don't get an extra year of eligibility. Every, everybody that paid the COVID year got an extra year of eligibility. So then, you know, he set the the record at fifty five. That means the record was fifty four, right? Yeah, but I'm just so trying to like. Some... I mean, if you played, so you play a twelve game regular season, right? And then you play in your conference championship game. That's thirteen, and then you play in a bowl game. That's fourteen, right? So 14 was 14 times four. <laughs> Break out the calculator here. 14 times four. It's 56. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see where you could get to it. Yeah. You can get to it without having the extra year. I'm trying to like find. But, you know, to get past 56, you'd have to play in the championship game. Um, like the national championship game, which means you've been to play the semifinals and the championship. Um, so yeah, I mean, but just, just an interesting thing, like, you know, all these records, are they going like, are they going to put asterisks next to them? Right. I mean, Carlton Marshall, uh, the, the linebacker from Troy last season, right. He played five full years and now he's the NCAA's leading tackler. Um, but he played five years. He didn't play four years like Luke Cookley, the previous, uh, record holder. Just interesting to see if, if they will notate such or not, you know, in the, in the records book with an asterisk. Probably not. Yeah, they probably won't. But, you know, I feel like a lot of these, like, career-type records are going to fall because of guys getting that extra year. Yeah, I can't find it. It just says, you know, that he broke it and whatnot. So, all right. Well, Well, last week, Andrew and I definitely talked about this, and our answer was we didn't think so. But I got to tell you, after this past week, I think the answer is yes. Um, and that is Max and dead. Um, you know, you go back to a few years ago, uh, probably the COVID year, I'm guessing, um, or right around that time frame. But it was like these Tuesday games, Wednesday games. And in every game you were having one or two guys like go absolute bonkers, right. From a, you know, fantasy, fantasy perspective. Sky Moore. Yeah. Sky Moore was putting up big points. He was uh, putting Dustin like Crum. Yeah. Yeah. And so. um, we we had a few last week, and Andrew and, Andrew and I talked about them. But I got to tell you, this past week, other than like Teron Keith, there really wasn't anything that Which was even too crazy. Like, you th- look at that, and like he kind of split carries. I mean, yeah, he had a whole bunch of receptions. He but had, had like... a bunch of points, but he didn't do he did he did a lot on a little. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like hey, yes, absolutely, it wasn't he's like he do had that again. Thirty carries, week. right? 
Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, Daquan Finn, I think, had 40 yards passing, but I, it just felt, it just feels like Maction's kind of dead. Like the, the, the 30 point plus point Maction performances that we were seeing, like two in every game, just, just aren't there the, with any kind of consistency. I mean, Ohio hasn't been, you know, what they, nope. you know, were at the beginning of the season. Uh, you've got, or I'd say last uh, year. Yeah. And you got, Amos, he's kind of coming on here ever since Gabbert, you know, the last two weeks went down. Uh, he's been, he's been doing. Yeah. Doing I mean, there's well. guys that have been, have, have produced. But not like, would, yeah, not like crazy. Yeah. Stats, yeah. Like, yeah. They, they the, only, like the only one that gets stats, close. Nothing. The only one that gets close is pretty much anyone on Western Michigan, just because they run a lot of plays. Uh, yeah, and had, then like, and really that's only Buckley, right? I mean, Womack is doing okay. But he's getting 15 receptions for 85 yards. Well, last week he had 12 for 135. He just doesn't get touchdowns. He so. doesn't get touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Buckley is the one that I guess if the, if one guy's going to go bonkers on that team is tradition. Usually him. Yeah, he, yeah, he had 117 and two this last week. But so. yeah, I I would agree. Um, action has not been. Um, as fun. It was really funny. So I went out Tuesday night with my coworkers for this deal and we went to a restaurant and they're like, Oh, where do you want to sit? I'm like, let's sit over there. Um, so I can see the TV. Yeah. And they're like, who's that? I was like, Oh, that's Buffalo and Ohio. I'm just kind of, I want to see how Sam Wiggles does. And they're like, who? I was like, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> which, uh, started him and that didn't go over well. So, but yeah, it was like they had, like, why do you care about this Buffalo and uh, Ohio game? Like, uh, you wouldn't, you guys just wouldn't get it if you're asking. You know, you don't know. Right, right. <laughs> it's just be too hard to explain it to them. Yeah. So then, American, we got some shootouts. Yeah, and- I mean. A bit a big time matchup that Andrew and I talked up last week, and we were looking forward to, and um, it's severely disappointed. And that was Temple in South Florida. Now Byron Brown did get hurt, um, right? And he had a great first quarter. Maybe it was the first half. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. Like he was, and then kind of nothing there in that second. EJ Warner comes comes back, throws for three touchdowns. Um, he looked good. That offense definitely just looks different when Warner. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's absolutely. behind center. And then you got David Martin Robinson. Huge game. Uh, was, um, I think it was seven for like 100, 102, 105, something like that. And didn't get a touchdown, but uh, pretty good there. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, but we were, I mean, it wasn't like a terrible game, but we were, I mean, at least I was. Like, I don't want to speak for Andrew, I was, but I, I was expecting like a 60 60 game, you know, somewhere high 50s. Um, and it just didn't. It didn't produce at that level. I definitely expected more rushing yards for Byron Brown than negative 14. That was uh, something I did not see. I figured he would have like 60 to 120 and like two or three touchdowns just running the ball, honestly. Yep, absolutely. Um, And then the next game, which I felt like we didn't really talk about because – I figured Memphis would like just, you know, destroy Charlotte. Like it was a exciting ball game. Um, uh, Think of know, Charlotte. Like I mean, Charlotte's running back. Charlotte's running back uh, was Sean Wilson. Was pretty great, but think if they had their first or second, second. string running back, <laughs> or even their third. Like I think Wilson's like fourth string. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's not fourth string anymore. Um, uh, but I mean, 24 carries, 198 yards, and 8.3 average, and three touchdowns. I, I think that man will get some work for the rest of the year, at least, right? Um, and then probably it'll be between him and Darrell Robinson. But I think, uh, even if also, Shadrick yeah. Bird comes back, I don't know how they can sit Wilson. Yeah. If, uh, if you guys have unlimited waivers, if you're in Dynasty, Darrell Robinson somebody that you should look at picking up for for next year type type name because they're going to run that ball yeah that's what they want to do absolutely so you know that 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 kind of uh that kind of evened out the bad temple south florida game but then 
Tulane, you know, they, they, they won, but they, you know, they didn't, they didn't look good in my opinion. Um, they they got the W against Tulsa, but, but they, they should have, I mean, Tulsa's not good this year. Um, and, and yeah, it just, I don't know. I think Tulane doesn't, um, they haven't played as great the last few weeks as what we've come to expect from Tulane. Another name for next year, if you don't have him, Makai Hughes. He's a true freshman, I believe. He's he's crushing it, uh, doing well. I'm honestly curious. Like, there's a lot of buzz around Michael Pratt in the NFL uh, circles. Uh, look, sounds like you know the transfer portal was really after him. I think he does have one more year of eligibility. He, he does left. have another year. Now he did and get. I, he did get invited be, to the Senior Bowl. I would be curious if he forgoes that and goes. I mean, there is just so much uncertainty around the quarterback position. I bet you, if he wants to, he could go to an SEC school and be yeah, a quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I think. I think. I mean, I think. I think there's two options for him. I don't think returning to Tulane is going to happen. Um, I think he's either going to turn to the NFL or he's going to transfer up to a bigger. What school. do you? Th- so what do you think? What do you think is better for him? Like, what do you think would get him the most NFL buzz? Going going, going to, to SEC senior school bowl? and lighten it going, up. What about just being average? Uh, I mean, if he's just average, I don't. I, I don't know that that helps him or hurts him. It probably stays neutral. Gotcha. Or, or I mean, I guess it could hurt him, right? I mean, because if you well, because if you sit there now, he's above average. If you think he's above average now, are you going to think less of him when you know he produces a little bit less at a bigger school? Probably, right? So yeah, that was yeah. And Tulsa hasn't just been that great. I, mean, I, mean, I kind it, of expected it, some more stuff out of him this year, but I would, I would, I would assume he's going to at least try to get a draft grade on him on himself to see where they think he will be. Yeah. Um, and my guess, if that's like fifth round or later, he's going to go to a P five. If it's fifth round or higher, I could see him entertaining, you know, where fifth round or higher, or, or fourth round, I should say, or higher. Then I think he'll go to the NFL. And then uh, what else? We got F, uh, FAU gets shocked by uh, East, Carolina. East Carolina. That one and, stuns me, man. Like and, and Western. I mean, it wasn't even close. Much. No, it like, wasn't close. Twenty-two to seven. And uh, your boy, we mentioned him on the on the pickup on the waivers. Uh, I think he was a true freshman or sophomore. Chase Soul. Yeah, yeah. Fresh. He, he was a freshman, right? Yep, he's a true freshman. Yeah, six two one eighty seven. Uh, he played. He played pretty well in the game. He ends up with five receptions for seventy-two yards. Um, but yeah, it's not like they threw it around too well. Um, One hundred fifty-six yards total passing. Yeah, the East Carolina defense, I guess, is pretty decent. Um, I haven't really watched them too much this year because their offensive play is just repugnant. That's the best word I can use to describe it. Their quarterback play, anyway. Um, I'm really surprised that they haven't given Raheem Jeter a shot yet, um, just because you're to the point now where some of these get freshmen can play without losing eligibility, right? Because yeah, they can play in four yeah, you games. Get the bowl game. So I, I'm a little bit shocked that they haven't given Jeter any run yet, just to see what they have maybe for next year. Because it's pretty clear that Flynn and Garcia aren't um, aren't the future at East Carolina, so. I don't know. I'm hoping maybe we'll see Jeter uh, this week or next just to kind of see what, what he looks like uh, going into next season. The um, the other game that Andrew and I were, were happy for, but um, we did caution about JT Daniels. If he was going to be out, it was probably not going to be much of a game, and that's kind of what happened, right, with uh, UTSA and Rice. With, with no uh, JT Daniels, Rice just – sputtered 
You know, like UTSA has really surprised me this year with all the hype coming into the season of just like, you know, what they've been able to do, have a, a very good quarterback in Frank Harris, and then supporting for fantasy options like three wide receivers and just kind of how this team has functioned is just kind of it's just chugging along, but it's seven and three and you know might un- undefeated in the American. And my, you know, looks on you know path to play in the American Championship game. But do they play yeah. Tulane in the regular season? Let's see. Um, yes, they do. So they have uh, UTSA play South Florida this week, and then in the final week of the regular season, they play Tulane at Tulane. So, so it's just like uh, that team is winning different than it has in in previous years. Um, yeah, but yeah, Rice definitely doesn't look the same. Who would have thought, you know, that uh, JT Daniels, JT Daniels has <laughs> figured he's figured things out, but it's at, at Rice. So, moving on to uh, Conference USA, Sam Houston State got their second win in a row. Heck yeah! And then their first win against the FBS team as an FBS team, uh, and they they beat they beat Louisiana Tech pretty good, forty two to twenty seven. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think. Noah Smith, he balled out. He's been doing pretty good. Uh, I'm kind of bummed that he's a senior, but I am kind of curious of, like, who's that, you know. I'll definitely be digging into Sam Houston State's offense a little bit more to kind of figure out who's going to be that next guy. Because Shoemaker, if I'm remembering right, is a sophomore or junior. He's. I feel like he's got some eligibility left. Well, according to ESPN, he is a senior. He is a senior. Okay. So he played. Um, yeah. My guess is maybe in 2021, he didn't play that many games, just looking at his stats. So he, he only, he only he threw for 294 yards, three touchdowns. Um, so perhaps he didn't play in four games. And so he, maybe he has one year of eligibility. But just looking at his stats, that's definitely the most he could have um, because he, he threw for 2,500 yards in 2019 at uh, that, was that Lafayette, I guess. Um, and then in, he had 1,100 yards in 22 and then, of course, 2,000 this year. So my guess is at most he has one, but he may have none. But Yeah, they've been, they've been throwing the ball. I mean, as long as they throw the ball, that's uh, the big thing. So I'm going, I'm looking at his game log here in uh, 21. Nope. Nope. He played in one. He played in more than four games. He played in seven games. So, okay. um, yeah, he's, he's, he's out of eligibility. And then we got, uh, New Mexico State's beast, Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky, uh, looked a little bit better this week, but still. They, yeah, they, they, their offense is broken, man. Like, um, but I, I'm I keep waiting for them to say Drew Hollingshead is fired. Like, uh, you know, I don't. They they got they got to get somebody that's uh, with that uh, Arbuckle offense in there. Um, I would think because the the Hollingshead experience ex, experiment has, in my opinion, failed miserably. Yeah. It- has not been fun having Austin Reed. I mean, I think he had four touchdowns in this one, a rushing and three, or he had two passing and, and a rushing. But he's been up and down. He's one of the reasons in one of my leagues. He, I am not in the playoffs anymore. I've been bounced in in round one because I could never figure out what quarterbacks to start. I feel but, you. I feel you. <laughs> um, Speaking of quarterbacks, Caden Salter. Oh, man, it's all just obliterates. He had like five touchdowns. Was it two rushing, oh, yeah. three passing? It yeah, was... yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, you know the interesting thing is, Liberty basically took their game plan up until that point and just threw it out the window. And said, you know what, um, we're gonna switch it up on you guys. Like we're like I think they're like the number two or three rushing offense in the country, right? 
I think the only ones that rush more than them are the service academies. And um, they said, oh, screw that. We're just going to throw the ball all over you. And that's exactly what they did. You know, C.J. Daniels had a monster game. I, I couldn't stomach. I watched the game. Um, <laughs> once it got to 28 to nothing, I, I turned it off. Um, I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm not watching this anymore. It's clear, like, ODU didn't come to play. Um, Liberty, Liberty clearly came to play, came to make a statement, and ODU did not bring that same energy. Um, and, yeah, it was over early. So I, I, I spent the rest of the day with my wife. Uh, so <laughs> made her got, happy. Georgia State just has not seemed to be the same – team that it was earlier in the season just really really struggling uh, passing the ball running the ball I mean Carroll kind of seemed like he would have a, a huge game I mean he rushed for all right he didn't have a touchdown though Granger hasn't been himself you know no. the last three no. four weeks or so and and, so. And, and, and and you know and to make things better they get LSU this week so yeah Mm, rough man rough and then uh georgia state i mean we were talking before this i didn't you know you don't get really watch much texas state here in iowa uh, hard to find those games but uh i um started tj finley in a couple leagues and i was like oh he got me like two points what happened here and yeah, yeah see that yeah he, he, got uh, he, he stunk it up yeah it was not good so can't can't risk him. I'm gonna have to play uh, Quinn Ewers in in a league uh, over him, which you know not bad uh, alternative. But uh, yeah, and then Joey Hobart uh, got me a whopping zero points. Did yep, not see he, that one he coming. He did not play. I, I haven't found anything on why he didn't play, other than he just didn't play. Yeah, so that was that was not great. Um, some other things that just. Upside down world, uh, what do they call it? bizarro world? Uh, you got San Jose State crushes Fresno State. You've got Hawaii beats Air Force. The Hawaii beating Air Force thing, like, uh, it blow, that blows my mind, man. You know, like, it, I, yeah, blows my yeah. mind. I saw Ashlock in a couple leagues, I think oh, it yeah. actually in every league. And I know yeah. you guys talked about just like, hey, you don't want to, you probably don't want to play any Hawaii players. Um, Right, yeah. because, I mean, he uh, because of the Air like, Force offense limiting opportunities, right? And like, yeah, yeah, whoa, yeah. <laughs> and he, he scored me like in full point PPR, he scored me like 30 points. So I was like, oh, yep. wow, great, awesome. So, yeah, that uh, that's all the news and notes. That was a lot. I mean, we're well, we still got the injuries, yeah. Oh, that's right, jeez. <laughs> yeah, we. Um, yeah, like we already mentioned, Joey Hobart didn't play. Um, Diego Pavia got, got hurt, but he did play through the game, um, and he's questionable this week. They do play Auburn this week, so it wouldn't shock me that they set him, right? Um, because, I mean, I think that they, they, they're looking, you know, maybe towards p- perhaps a shot at a conference championship, championship right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so if he's already injured, like – I, I mean, I hate to say this, but like, I think I might sit him um, so he doesn't get further injured in in a game that they're likely to be overmatched and and would lose anyway, um, and it means nothing to them in terms of you know conference uh, conference play. And um, we then we talked about uh, Joey Hobart and JT yep. Daniels, um, but Mikey Keen got injured. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it was a concussion. You know, it was a head injury, so I'm assuming he took a shot and uh, he he got knocked out. And Logan Five came in, so I think you're going to need to pay attention if you got to start Keen. You need to pay attention to see if he cleared protocol. Um, I'm trying to think. Other than, I mean, you guys talked about it last week with Preston Stone's head injury. Preston and he did Stone play. The, and he did. Preston play. Stone is the only player I feel like that I have heard. Has a you know a head injury uh, concussion and is actually played like the next, the next week. week. I feel like everybody else has been out a week at least or a week, two weeks. at least a week or more. Yep, absolutely. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. So i I would if you have Mike Keen, 
Mikey Keene, I, I would probably have other plans. Um, plus, I usually play at like Central Time, like nine thirty. Um, so right, so it's gonna be hard to like sub somebody in. I mean, maybe you have Logan Fife and you can play that game, right? Um, yeah, but that's about it. Uh, Gage Larverdang had a hamstring injury this past week. Um, personally, I've been sitting Larver in leagues, not not best ball leagues, of course, but in in leagues where I have a starting lineup. I've been sitting Larverdang ever since. Um, Avion Smith took over just because he he is not a passer. And um, you know, so Larverdain really hadn't he did okay, but he's not he's not done what he was doing with Gabbard. Um, and now with the hamstring injury, if you were starting him, I I would I would put him on the bench. Um see Lawrence Keyes got injured for Tulane in the first quarter against Tulsa. Uh, and then the Two Air Force guys. One didn't play the whole game. That was Emmanuel Michelle, the running back, and then uh, Zach Larrier, quarterback, got injured early on. So yeah, that, I mean, I didn't get to watch any of that game, but because uh, I was traveling and, and whatnot. But definitely think Zach going down really changed the dynamic of of that football game. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, Luke's favorite guy, Demir Blakumsa. He left oh. the game. He he produced, but he did leave the game late with an injury. Yeah. So he had four. Like, yeah, he had like four receptions, and yeah, I think he might have led the team in receiving yards too. But uh, I yeah. think he did. I think he did. Um, so pay attention this week if if you're planning on starting him. Uh, Lorenzo Lingard, another one who left the game with an arm injury late in the game. Uh, running back Kavorian Barnes did not play this past week. Um, I haven't been starting Barnes where I have him just because like it's been such a shared load back there and I don't want to predict the weeks that he's going to do more. So I just kind of left him on the bench in spots where I own him. Unfortunately, I have other options that allow me to do that. Um, and I think I'd continue to do that. Um, of course, Ashton Jainty didn't play again this week. Uh, Grayson McCall sat out again this past week. Um, and then uh, running back from Old Dominion, Keyshawn Wicks, did not play versus Liberty. And I'm almost, I'm almost wondering if this is kind of like a um, – remember the week before, Kadarius Callaway didn't play for Old Dominion. And I'm wondering if they said, okay, well, Callaway, you got the rest last week. Wicks, your turn to rest this week. I mean, I don't know, but it just kind of seems that's kind of what's happened. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I haven't heard anything, but I expect Wicks to be back this week. Um just because they're in a must, they're in a must, must win game. They have to win their last two to get bowl el- to bowl eligibility. So I'm a, I'm gonna assume like if you, there's any chance you can play this coming week, you're playing. Yep, Just, you'd like to think so at least. Uh, yeah, because if you don't win, like your season's pretty much done the next week. So pivotal game for ODU, and they're playing Georgia Southern, who I think's beatable. Um, but we, we have to play better offensively. I mean, they're I mean, look at what Liberty did against us passing the ball. What do you think Georgia Southern is gonna do, right? Now maybe the maybe the maybe the Talk crappy, about another team who's crappy Davis Bridge shows up. I don't know, but it's just like what are like what are you guys doing? It it's been yeah. That's been another very, very frustrating team. Yeah, the last few weeks they have not has been a little bit rough for sure. Um G5 over P5, there weren't any games this past week, so there's nothing there. Uh, top 25, the same three teams are in it, but two of them moved up. Tulane went from 20 to 17. James Madison went from 21 to 18. And um, Liberty State at number 25. Now, I don't recall if I heard uh, you and Andrew talk about it, but the the waiver that James Madison had put in, I don't know. Did you guys talk about that last week? We didn't because I don't know that I don't know that they had done it by the time we recorded last week. I feel I feel like it was more towards the middle end of the week that they submitted something. So yeah, something you know to note. You know they put in their their request to be able to be eligible to play in a bowl because at this point they very well could well, be a New Year's Day. I think. I think my personal opinion is both of them and Jacksonville State are going to play in a bowl game, and the reason they're going to play in a bowl game is there's not going to be enough six win teams. I, I I think that's I think that's going to happen, but them getting a bowl game that way could be like the Bahamas Bowl, or you know what I'm saying. 
the 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 what what the waiver is going to do for them is like what you said. Try to get them to say remove any restrictions, and then they can play in the New Year's Six Bowl. And the Sun Belt did come out and say if they are eligible, if they become bowl eligible to play, they can play for the conference championship. Right, and but I think it has to be like it can't be this because there's no six win teams bowl eligible. I think it's because it has to be that that they get the waiver approved. Because give me give me JMU versus Troy, I would love to see that. Yeah, it'd be a good one. Troy's defense is legit, um, and JMU lost Jalen Green, arguably um, from a from a statistical standpoint, the best defensive player in the nation this year. Um, you know, he had like, I think he had 15 or 16 sacks on the season and, uh, you know, he's lost for the year. So that, that's a big blow for them too. All right. Uh, we'll move on to our players of the week here and we'll start off with Luke's guy. All right. I went with, uh, JMU's wide receiver Reggie Brown. He went nine for two hundred two and two touchdowns in the forty-four to six beatdown of UConn. Uh, just again, you know what? You know, I'm gonna look more into James Madison when I do kind of like my article write-ups and systems. But I think you guys talked about it last last week. JMU gets right? a quarterback, <laughs> and you know they take bad quarterbacks, make them good, like. You just got to figure out who that quarterback is, and they will be very useful for fantasy fantasy football. And then find that wide receiver one. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was last year. Um, oh, uh, Thornton, Chris Thornton. Thornton, Chris Thornton, and then yeah, Reggie Brown. But I mean, year. like the, the the shocking thing when I saw like I didn't watch this game. You look at the box score, you think, oh, they probably ran the ball a lot. Uh, no, they didn't. Like Kalen Black and Tyson Lawton didn't do anything. They like you know Reggie Brown went bonkers. Uh, Elijah Surratt went bonkers. You know, Jordan McLeod yeah. was throwing the ball all over the place against that UConn defense. So, be interesting. I, I, you know, uh, Andrew and I talked about it a little bit last week. Like, at some point, you know, a, a, a Power Five school is going to be coming for that, for that, you know, for Signetti. Um, and, you know, I know the JMU folks like to think that they'll pony up more money, but I don't know that they can pony up enough money to, to compete with with a power five school. So be, be interesting. Be, it could be interesting off season. Cause I got to think like Signetti's got to, I mean, I don't, I don't see him like making a jump to like the sec or anything like that, but I got, you just I gotta, got, you just got from the FCS to the FBS. Well, and yeah, they're but, crushing I mean, it. Right. And they've had two, they've crushed it for the last two years in the, in the FBS. And so I, I kind of feel like, a power five is going to come calling for him in this off season. Um, I doubt it's an SEC school, but I, I think someone will call, will come calling for him for sure. And then my player, player of the week, uh, who we talked about a little bit earlier in Maction is Teron Keith, the running back for Bowling Green. He, uh, he started this past week for the injured Terry on Stewart. Um, he only had eight carries, but he had 103 yards rushing, a rushing touchdown, and then eight receptions for 130 yards and another touchdown. Um, so just, you know, he didn't have this. He had 16 touches and he had 233 yards and two touchdowns. That's that's doing something with your touches, right? Um, so, so shout out to Teron Keith. Great, uh, great week for him. Um, let's see what we are looking forward to this coming week. So G5 versus P5, quite a few, right? This is the, um, yeah, this, this is, is the, this is the, the SEC, SEC cupcake week. Yeah. I, I can't wait till the SEC, you know, gets their Oklahoma and, and Texas and maybe can't afford to play some of these cupcake games late in the season. Yeah. But we get, uh, as we mentioned earlier, New Mexico state against Auburn. Um, Florida International versus Arkansas, UL Monroe versus Ole Miss, Southern Miss versus Mississippi State, and Georgia State versus LSU. If you feeling good about any of these, the problem is, is all these teams for the most are there other than New Mexico State, they they haven't been very good G five teams. So I don't know that they can even beat a a lowly. You know, 
Auburn. Maybe, just maybe Southern Miss will do it, right? Mississippi State. Southern Miss. Southern Miss is out of all these is my is my call. Florida International hasn't been great, but like Auburn really just whooped up on Arkansas. And I get it. There's a there's a talent difference. Yeah. And you know, KJ can probably just beat Florida International on his own. Uh, New Mexico State, I mean, if Pavia doesn't play, has no they chance. Shot, yeah. But I think it's Southern Miss. Uh, Mississippi State might have quit. Um, you know, they've gone from the air raid system to run and gun, or not run and gun, but just run the ball. And Frank Gore, he's it's that time of the season where he, you know he puts up those like three or four huge fantasy weeks that uh, pretty much float his entire season where he finishes uh, third overall based off of, like, three games you know, yep. for the season. Yep. But, like, I don't know. Mississippi State just hasn't been super solid lately, and I could see Southern Miss squeaking on out. They had uh, Ethan Crawford, uh, true freshman, play, do a little playing time. I don't know how he necessarily got in, if somebody got hurt or whatnot. Uh yeah, Ethan Crawford, I believe. Um, yeah, quarterback. Did, I, um, I should try to find it, but I did uh, an interview uh, with with him this last summer. Uh, me and Alfred did an interview with him. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. If I had to pick one um, to go with, it'd be Southern Miss. Um, I mean, Maybe if Pavia was full fully healthy, I could see, but Auburn's pretty Auburn's not bad. So um yeah, I think Southern Miss. Um I think Georgia State's gonna get a mud hole stomped in them just because I think well, I think LSU is going Jaden Daniels is gonna get his, right? I think they're put, going to try to get him the Heisman. Absolutely. And it's gonna, absolutely. It's gonna be so, like a seven touchdown week. It, absolutely. Yep. I, I am with you there. Jaden Daniels is gonna get his. Um hopefully that means uh, Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas will get theirs too. Um so yeah, it's it's gonna be the Jaden Daniels show once again. Uh which is great for me in, in my one league where I do have him. Um hopefully I'm not playing him in the semifinals in any of my other leagues. That would suck. Um, other games, just games we're looking forward to. Some of these are, most of these games are the, uh, the high over games, the high scoring games for their particular conference. We got, uh, Boise state against Utah state over under 64 and a half. Um, it's, it's the highest game for, uh, the mountain West in terms of over under. Um, yeah, we'll see if, uh, any of those players come and play for Boise state. Ashton yeah. Tennessee, it'd be interesting to see if McAllister uh, says, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm coming back and playing. Um, if JT comes and plays, yeah, it would be great. Also, um, if Utah State could figure out the whole passing situation, that was another thing that this last week. I mean, yeah. granted, the the final stats looked good, but it took a long time. Uh, yeah, before, before and, and then and, and Faison had a pretty game, good game rushing. I just think that's Cooper Lagasse, man. I think I just think he's so up and down. Um, you know, based on you know the body of work this year and and last season, um, but yeah, maybe they can get it figured out against uh, against Boise. And then the other high profile game in the Mountain West is two five and one teams that might be headed in different directions. Yeah, UNLV, <laughs> UNLV, I mean, and Air Force. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if uh, Air Force can get the quarterback. Uh, back on the field, but yeah, UNLV kind of a surprise team this year. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know Brennan Marion there has been talked about like as a potential uh, Power Five hire as an offensive coordinator. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, how that game plays out. Uh, we go over to the Sun Belt and the highest over under game, of course, is uh, my old Dominion Monarchs against Georgia Southern with an over under of sixty and a half. Um, I, I can see that happening, and I can see that not happening. It depends if, which Georgia Southern team shows up. Well, it also depends on which ODU shows up, right? The <laughs> ODU that stunk it up against Liberty, or 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 the or the ODU that looked you know really good against JMU. Um, and I'm, so, I'm, I guess I'm going to side with the, the home team in this which one, which is going to be I Georgia mean, Southern. Don't, don't have to, you don't have to travel. 
hopefully you get, you know, jacked up a little bit. And, yeah, hopefully, yeah, Bryn and, and that offense can fire it up this week. And then um, the biggest, probably the biggest game from a publicity standpoint for the G5 this week, right? App State against James Madison. ESPN yep. game day will be there. Um, yeah. Big game. Yeah, I mean, hopefully App State will come jazzed up, right? They're, they're, I think they will. Um, they'll want to uh, to uh, wipe that uh, that zero off the end there for for JMU, and then with game day being there, um, plus should, you know, should be a good game. Plus a a little bit of uh, jabs. Uh, App State posted a, a deal on the Bird app with. Uh, Saying that JMU's got their uh, their waiver granted, and you open it up, and it's just a uh, Rick Ashley Rick roll. Yeah, uh, never gonna give you up. Never gonna let. It's like, oh wow, App State got me because um, I was I was interested. Honestly, didn't even see who it was from. I just saw like that. I was like, all right, I'm gonna. Click I didn't. On that I didn't I like. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I didn't. I hadn't clicked on it yet, and I sent it to you, and I didn't even. It didn't even dawn on me that it was an App State fan account, which it was. I knew that, but I never. I didn't put two and two together, right? Um, yeah. So there's. Uh, so App State was some trolling of JMU. So. Uh, Good, good banter. We'll see if JMU comes with anything back, or they're just like, you know, we're just going to wallop you, App State. So, I and will. Then, I am curious to see how Aguilar, Joey Aguilar, does um, against JMU's defense. Yeah, because they're going to have to pass he, the ball. It's running, running the ball against JMU's defenses. I mean, ODU was able to do it, but no one else has really seemed to be able to do it. Um. And then we get to the Maction, the, the the big game in Maction is Western Michigan against Northern Illinois. It's tomorrow night, over under 55 and a half. Um, Give me Western Michigan in this one. I think Northern Illinois is kind of, they're going in a different direction. I, I'm, I tell you, my biggest, my biggest, I don't know, concern or, or debate is what to do with Antario Brown. Um, I own him in so many leagues, and I just don't know whether to start him next week or start him this week or put him on my bench. Like I feel um, like I would want to start him because, like, yeah. Western Michigan just has so many plays that you would think. But yeah, that that Northern Illinois offense just not not going the right direction here the last couple weeks. Uh, moving over to the American, we got two really high overs in these two games. Uh, the highest over, South Florida against UTSA. Um, Please, Byron Brown. Let's. I was gonna say that that definitely depends on the health of Byron Brown, right? Um, and that's a Friday night game, and then um, Saturday we get SMU versus Memphis over under of sixty six and a half. Give me the under. Um, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I don't know that. I mean, SMU I think can score at will against Memphis, but I don't think I think Memphis is going to have a rough time with that SMU defense. So yeah, I, I'm, yeah, that I'm, SMU defense is is for real. So I, I'm with you. I'm kind of I'd lean I would lean towards the under there. I could see SMU winning the game, you know, 38 to 14 or something along those lines, right? Um, oh, I'm watching. Sorry, I am watching this Buffalo Bills Broncos game. Oh yeah, and they just Broncos just missed a game, uh, winning field goal. But then they had uh, too many men on the field. I think uh, on the uh, defense. You must be ahead of yeah. me because I'm just now seeing the flag. Oh my goodness! Oh. All right, I'm sorry I hijacked the end of this, but I was just like, <laughs> oh my, oh my goodness! Uh, 12, 12 men on the field for the Bills. Oh my God! Like, how do you do that? Yeah, it was a scramble they're drill. Counting, there to get that they're field they're goal. counting them now. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, yep, twelve guys. Like, how do you? Oh my god! Well, it's like now. Now we gotta let the people know. I mean, we're live, and it's it, good. Bills it fall good? to five and five. Uh, Broncos. Yeah, you're ahead of me. You're just getting ready to kick it now from my screen. Wow. Wow. Bills, the Bills this year. 
Sometimes. Wow, that's uh, that Buffalo uh, special teams coordinator and 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 those guys. They got some. They're gonna, yeah. They're gonna hear it in the media. <laughs> they're week. gonna hear it this week, buddy. Um, uh, yeah, that that kind of wraps us up for uh, G five this week, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, our G five late Monday night football wrap up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, next week, Luke and I will both be here. Uh, going full bore with that sweet nectar for week 12 in G5 college football. Uh, we appreciate your support. Please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, YouTube. Um, you know, the more the more followers we get, the, the bigger our reach is and the more things we're able to do. Um, give us a, a, a follow on, on the Bird app, the X, at G5. You can find me at justice underscore two three one eight. You can find me at Probasco Luke. Also, uh, if you want, you know, you can at uh, justice or I or our at G five hive. What do you want to hear in the off season? Um, yeah, well, what, do you, what kind I, of content just, do you want? Yeah, justice and I can come up with something, and it could be great for us. But maybe you don't want to hear that. Like, what do you guys want? Uh, tag us, DM us, whatever it is. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Absolutely. And with that, uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right.